You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Gene Otto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. I'm curious, how are you filling the void on Tuesdays and Wednesdays between football? Like, to last night, what'd you watch? Ahsoka. The, okay. the so latest it's Star Wars. You go yeah. streaming. You're not watching baseball. You're not watching something like no, that. You didn't watch my, the VMAs. My team is, I think, what, 61 and 90? Yeah, no, I'm not watching a ton of baseball. Not watching a ton of baseball. Yeah. Well, I think we got the Orioles last night. You, were you were you there when when InSync reunited? When so, Justin Timberlake and InSync reunited last night on the VMAs? Aaliyah did the, I heard InSync is, I heard InSync's reuniting tonight. And so I was like, all right, record it. But there's a zero point. I, I just told her, I was like, there's a 0.0% chance that they are performing. I was like, mm-hmm. I, th- you're not doing that. If NSYNC ever reunites to perform, it's going to be bigger than a, hey, uh, tune in tonight to MTV. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's going to be a lot of tickets sold. Yes. Um, that, that feels like it's something that more like 50-plus for them, not 40-plus in terms of No, age. I think it would actually be smart because, like, if you think about it, the same people that are reinventing the economy for Taylor Swift, they'd all go to the NSYNC shows, too. It's the same audience. I mean, Taylor gave them the seal of approval yeah. essentially last night by getting well, thank going, you, Taylor. going doing, gaga over there. I, I've already noticed it. I told you this. There was like a point in like 2015 where I just had enough Taylor Swift. We're venturing back in that territory. Uh, was it was it when uh, my uh, the company that employs me uh, advertised they're, they're hiring a Taylor Swift beat writer? No, no, no. Not, I mean, that honestly, like I get that. Mm-hmm. It's just the... The fact that like she's a cult and their fans like don't want to admit it, like that's it's just an, well, it's it's a, the redoing all of her albums for Taylor's version because she's being very disingenuous. She's not doing it purely for altruistic reasons. Well, the reality is, I'm looking at Google's top stories. Entertainment Tonight four weeks ago wrote yeah. this. 
InSync expected to reunite for a new song and Trolls Band Together. Ah, there you uh, go. The movie, you I go. believe Justin Timberlake has been in all of the previous speaking, Trolls movies. Speaking of the Search for More Money movies. Um, so they're going to have a new song in the Trolls movie. That's that. that this is this is probably the start of the build-up to that. You know, Trolls 2 left so many unanswered questions. Hey, listen, don't, don't diss on Trolls. My kids like Trolls. There Again. Is. Trolls, the beat goes on, I think, is one of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I would assume that would be the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, there's it's good singing. There's nice singing. If it it's here's what you learn. Here's what you learn. A good movie like that is one that keeps your kids' attention for over an hour. Uh, again, over a half an hour. Honestly, again, it's you're a good missing, movie. You're to missing me, then the it's point. a good movie. You're missing the point. That is a shameless search for more money. <laughs> we'll watch. We'll be watching <laughs> in the Giannato household. We'll watch. We'll watch that money grab. I'm wondering what. I bet my wife will try to get my kids into the Insync song. Josephine's going to be into. Feels like I'm going to be like, like up to my neck in Peppa Pig. Yeah, well, you see, yeah, you'll go through a Peppa Pig yeah. phase, and then you'll go through a different, fa- you know, yeah. Paw Patrol phase. Maybe I know even the girls like Paw Patrol. Uh, you know, My Little Pony, maybe maybe a little that action. That's still around. Yeah, it's like a new one. Like oh, a, new a reboot. Yeah. There's yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're even rebooting kids' TV? Oh, yeah. Come on. Of course. There's like a new Ninja Turtles now. There's Yeah, of course. Oh and now like every... every there are no new every, ideas. Well, and then every there other... There are no new no, ideas. And like the one decent recent idea, Paw Patrol, now every channel's got their own version of Paw Patrol, like yeah. you know, Paw Pals or something, you know, like whatever, like, you know, Puppy Patrol. <laughs> You, you know, know, some execs like, "Hey, can we can we include cops again? Are we? What, 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 what are we doing here?" Uh, nonetheless, um, it's. Uh, but no, last night was a last night was a. At least it's only night. two days. We, we we got one more night, and then tomorrow uh, we start fresh with uh, some football. Big Al's night. back. Al's back on Thursday night football. You got Memphis on yeah. Thursday night football against Navy. So exciting. Kirk We're- Herb Street finally gets some work. <laughs> yeah, we will not we'll hear from him for the first time this year uh, God, on NFL. Good for whoever his agent was to like position. You know who needs to be the United States of America authority on football? <laughs> Kirk. Kirk Herb Street. Yeah. Um, no, but to fill the gap, it's Wednesday. So we'll start today's show off with a little buy sell sure to go to Reddit in a bit. Uh, David Cobb will join us at 240. Cobb from CBSSports.com. We'll talk to him about what happened in college football last weekend. Look ahead to week. We've decided week three of football season. Um, no, total week two. Total week two. You're right. Total week two. Um, total football week two. Total football week two. Um, we'll, we'll get Cobb's thoughts on all of that. Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Uh, interesting new rule instituted by the NBA uh, related to load management that's going to affect John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. this coming season. Uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about that as well as two interesting baseball related stories sort of um one new a new story about the PED controversy biogenesis biogenesis from 10 years ago or so uh, new documents emerged that have implicated um people close to LeBron James not um, people close to his business manager yes as well as a trainer of his yeah. um and, and and the big show <laughs> just yeah, just bringing the, the big bi- show the big show was on the juice yeah who could have ever thought a wrestler would be on the gas? Yeah. Um, what, are they going to get Cena next? <laughs> and then Michael. The Rock, maybe? And then Michael K. Relitigate Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. You know, Hogan did steroids. Those, 
<laughs> he took his vitamins, huh? Well, you did see like people were talking about how Vince like had spinal surgery three weeks ago, but like yesterday he's on Wall Street, like riling up Wall well, Street. You, you'll never believe this, y'all. Vince might have done a cycle or two as well. <laughs> <laughs> you mean those were no, natural muscles no, when he I know, I know, I know, I know. I thought he was just hitting the gym. I know, I know. I, I know, thought he just had a good gym out thought, in Stanford. I know you thought he was just working out at all hours of the day. It turns out he might have been on the gas a little bit. Um, and then Michael Kay, the Yankees announcer, TV announcer, also has a radio show, called out Brian Dable mm-hmm. uh, for having a party the day before the Bills lost to the no, Jets. The Giants. Excuse me, Giants lost to the uh Cowboys. Cowboys on Sunday Nailed night. Uh, turns out he was completely. He was. He got a minor. He got a pretty got major a, a pre- detail wrong. No, it's just a minor detail. Just a minor detail. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll dive into it. It, it. Pretty good apology too by Michael K. So we'll we'll talk about that. And we got to get into some NFL. The Chiefs Chiefs got reinforcements. Um, we'll get into it. But anytime you give a pretty good apology, it's because you have to. <laughs> the weak apologies are when people are really saying like, I don't think I should be apologizing. And then and then your your man Goodell. Sat down with Stephen A. for 28 Excuse minutes you. today. Our man. Our man. The, our commish. The United States of America's man. Uh, Roger Goodell sat down with Stephen A. on first take for literally, 20, 28 literally, minutes. Literally. They were sitting down, like, like across from each other. Like, it wasn't like a studio desk. Like, they were having a chat. It would have been, wouldn't it have been better if they, like, had brought Goodell on to, like, I know they felt like they have to interview him, and I'm sure he wouldn't have agreed to this, but wouldn't you have been way more interested in having Goodell, like, be the guy battling Stephen A. for the day or for, like, an hour? And it doesn't have to— No, no. No? Doggy. Who? I want Doggy. Oh, you want want Doggy? I want Doggy debating him. Okay. Well, maybe, like, all three. Have the dog, because that would limit how much uh, Goodell has to talk. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I I want Goodell versus the dog. Okay, not, not Stephen A. Stephen a. Yeah, gotta, but it's Stephen A.'s show. Stephen A.'s got to be on. Yeah, I know. I get that, but like the dog is, the dog's just crazy enough. Have like, they the phased thing is, out like, dog think, with with uh, no, with Shannon he was there Sharp? Yesterday, back? I think. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because Shannon Sharp Shannon, is you know, now. And Shannon under. keeps calling him Skip. I know. I know. It's, it's a tough, tough scene. Look. I can understand it though. It's a tough look though. Uh, Stephen A. wouldn't make that mistake. All right. Well, there's a there's a there's a big debate. Uh, reignited yet mm. again today here in Memphis. Let's uh, let's talk about it in Buy, Sell, Short, or Go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show, where we either buy, buy sell, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Is this, Jeffrey, going to be a topic until it's actually resolved, flares up like every two weeks in terms of the stadiums? The stadium money, it's back in, you know, the... the Jason and John have been talking about it. Jeff and you talked about it this morning. It, you know, Laird talked about it yesterday on our show, Laird v. Well, let's, CAD. Let's, let's be clear mm-hmm. why the issue's been put in the microwave. Reignited. Reheated, if you will. Reheated, yeah. Memphis is reheated. Yes. Like, yeah. that's not Laird beat went the on bush. Ryan Silverfield's yeah. show on Monday and was, well, he was asked about it, but like it was the school show, essentially. And they yeah. very clearly, it was made clear, like, Correct. we want to get this out there. Um, <laughs> He was made available to us yesterday. I got no problem with them pitching their case. Yeah. And I and frankly my my general stance on this is rather than like throw blame around yet, it feels a little premature for that. And like let's see how this all actually plays out because we don't actually know how this is going to play out yet. We're just a lot of people are guessing at how they think it's going to play out. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and uh, 
it. Uh, I'm guessing's not like people are predicting. Predicting, yeah, I guess. Because guessing implies like you don't really know. Like we have an idea. Yes. So I want to start off, and it's and and it. I want to caution on throwing too much gasoline on this in the sense that there appear, especially this morning and last night, there was like on some of these social media accounts a lot of tension between Grizzlies fans and Tigers fans, right? Wouldn't you say that's that's the best way to describe it? Wait, wait, How- wait. There was a te- there was there was perhaps some inflated tense discussion online. But I just worry that we're conf- you know, we're like inflating that too much in the sense that it's some it's like certain Twitter accounts that get promoted whether they because they have a check mark or whatever the algorithms that you go through and it's, I don't know if it's as heated a debate as it may seem on social media. Does that make sense? Like out on the streets, I don't think people are. Oh, I thought that was going to buy so sure to go to Reddit. No, uh, no. Well, we we'll get to that. Here's my first buy sell sure. No, to go to I here's the here's the reality. This is a debate that seems to me that's getting flamed by a very few people. When in most, the overwhelming majority of people are pretty much on the same page of the idea of prioritizing the Liberty Bowl over the Grizzlies is insane. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. This is being overblown, this whole stadium stuff. Yeah, buy that big time. Yeah. I think we might be buying it for different reasons. I buy, I buy as well, but it's more just because while I think it feels like it's going to be very – I agree with you that, first of all, like you can't just go – Yeah, I don't agree with the notion that you can just give the Tigers the money without having – Resolved the Grizzlies part of it, or have because some sort of, of because path of an arbitrary timeline that they set. Yeah, well, it's yeah, yes, it's an arbitrary timeline that they set. It's not arbitrary. It's like how they're trying to get the best bang for their buck, according to them. It's their, but it's their timeline. My whole deal is they keep doing the time is of the matter, y'all. Time was of the matter in the nineties. One well, and and I would say this. I I just feel like this whole process until like April, May, June, like basically until they. The money got allocated to Memphis. The process seemed to go pretty smoothly, and usually publicly, these, I'd agree. Usually, these things don't. I don't go think that. it was as smoothly behind the scenes. I, I for a long time got the sense that there was frustration from the mayor's office that the Grizzlies were not giving them a number mm-hmm. or the number. Yeah, because um, the Grizzlies will say, "Well, no, we gave idea." Like my understanding is, the Grizzlies basically said, "Like." Well, there's like we could go this route, we could go that route, if we go this. If we go A, it costs this much. If we go B, but they didn't get. I think the office wanted the number, yeah. and the Grizzlies weren't really doing that. I just think I'm of the belief that this will get done. I think both projects will get done in some form or fashion. Some, you know, it might not be perfect. It's just I don't think it's going to happen in the next month, right? You know, like I don't think they're going to. I don't. Th- I don't know if Memphis is going to be putting shovels into the ground in January. I suspect. I suspect yes, that's definitely correct. I also suspect nothing gets done under until Strickland leaves office. I think it's I think in that- the end he's going to he's going to pass it down. And I, by the way, I don't think that's inappropriate. I don't think that's a a waffly flaky thing. I, I actually think there's a legitimate case to be made that that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it's it's so hard to second-guess all this in the sense like now there's the the thought of, well, maybe you shouldn't have bundled. Like, it's kind of weird that you bundled these projects well, together. Well, let's be, let's be clear why these projects got bundled. 
This first started with the Tigers trying to go and get the money from the state for the stadium, which is their right to do. Mm -hmm. It didn't really get anywhere. So then you have the Titans. The Titans Titans announced their stadium. And remember, I said this the day that the money got announced for the Titans in the new stadium. I go, good. Let's use this to renovate FedEx Forum because that's going to be coming up. Mm -hmm. That's going to be something that has to be done, and we have to deal with it. Well, that's what the plan became, and the Tigers got essentially added on. And the biggest problem that I've had with the way that they— I don't know if that's accurate, but— It's more or less—what got the deal done is the Grizzlies. I think have I think that's why I think it's hard to second guess it because like you said I think what got them the most money possible the Grizzlies was involving the Grizzlies correct a hundred percent what is the state paying for in Nashville mm-hmm. the Titans Stadium well and the Final Fours whatnot but like well no but the state it's is the not professional it's the professional mo- sports the, teams. the other difference with the Titans thing is it's all bonding majority of the money is being put up by. Like, the vast majority is being put up by the Nashville or the Titans. Like Correct. Nashville, like the city Correct. of Nashville, not the state. I think it's half and half. Um, and and the state is kicking in some. But it's also the difference between, that seems going to be like $2.1 billion. Well, it's going to be, it's going to cost a billion something up front, but by the time you pay off all yeah. the bonds, it's going to end up being, I think there was a story this week, $2.2 billion to taxpayers yes. total. Or $2.2 billion total for the project. Um, so... Yes, it's almost it's in a different stratosphere, frankly, yes. than this this stuff. But breaking news: football stadiums cost more than arenas, especially ones with attractable roofs, right? Or does it not going to have a fixed roof? Fixed roof. It's okay. indoor. Gotcha. It's just indoor. It's so that they can have the final four and try to get in on the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. Um, I also just think though, I still am of. I, I just I'm holding out hope that they're going to figure out a. They're going to need more money. I think that is pretty. I think that's becoming clear. If you're going to satisfy projects, you're going to satisfy, and that's why I don't know if this can get done in a month. So you know, like, well, it can't get done in a month because Sam even Sam Hardiman today said on Jeff's show, even if like they decided to vote today, there's a six week period where it essentially has to be debated. Yeah, so if you did it in the next month, you would be on. You'd still be on time after six weeks. Correct. Um, And do you get the sense that this thing's ready to go to vote? I don't. I doubt. I doubt it. Okay. Um. So, uh, at the same time, I just I push back on the notion that the Tigers, like the the stadium, should be just completely disregarded in all this just to satisfy the Grizzlies. Like I think work should be done on both, and we need to figure out a way to raise some more money. And it's interesting the news that broke after our show yesterday evening in Oklahoma City that they've come to a deal. With the Thunder, where they're going to spend at least nine hundred million dollars on a new arena in Oklahoma City. Hey, the the, the owners are kicking in fifty. Fi- no, but so yes, the ownership will kick in at least fifty or fifty million dollars. I would I would say at most. <laughs> at most, no. The, and they and what's cl- the, they made it clear in the release? It's at least nine hundred million. They're like Correct. working in the fact that this this thing will probably have some cost overruns. Now they're also to be clear, they're getting a new arena. They're getting a brand new arena. Correct. And um, I will say, if you compare it to recent new arenas that were built, they are getting, like, the the Thunder are getting a fantastic deal. Like, Sacramento didn't pay this much when the Golden One Center, like, near this percentage of the money, like the city of Sacramento, when um, Sacramento got a new arena. And uh, I'm forgetting where else was recent. Clippers. No, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you know, like, Milwaukee... 
didn't pay this much for its new arena. However, if you look at renovations, and I did this a couple months ago, recent renovations have featured a lot of public money involved in it. Um, By the way, the Oklahoma City Arena, mm-hmm. built in 02. So it's only three years older. Yes. No, I, I and think... And they're doing brand new arena. I think what's happening, what, what got announced in Oklahoma City puts even more pressure on you to, okay, if you want to do both of these, you're going to have to find more money. Because if you're the Grizzlies and you're looking at what Oklahoma City just did for the Thunder, I'm not saying you're expecting $850 million, but I think you're probably looking at that and going... You know, we probably deserve more than 150 million. You know, like one of my, 200 million. One of my, one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Guess that. Guess that arena's original name. Which arena? The Oklahoma City yes. one. I know it's called Paycor right now, right? Paycom. Paycom. Paycor is Bengals. I don't. It's know. It's gonna be one of those ones when I tell you the name that you're gonna you're gonna go like, oh yeah, I did know that. Yeah, because they used to have, what did they used to have there every year? The Ford Center. Bingo. Yes. Nailed it. That's impressive. Yes. Proud of you. Yes. It's a good, it's a good pull. Yeah, there we go. I know my Oklahoma good City pull. arenas. Um, but I do think that that doesn't that doesn't make things, uh, honestly, if you're probably the city especially, doesn't make things easier, what Oklahoma City announced yesterday. But it also gives you a sense of, like, this is. Or does it make it easy? Like. Maybe well, this is what we got to do. Well, it does spell out to you like this is this is what has to happen. You know, like ultimately, if you want if you want to keep the team, and um, I I will contend, and I know I said this last week. I agree with the notion of we sh- you should want to get both projects done. Mm-hmm. I still go back though; that is aspirational. I would I would like to get all four of the projects done. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, pardon my French, it becomes nut-cutting time. And you're going to have to figure out, are we going to do two half-ass jobs, or are we going to do one good job? Mm-hmm. And then maybe try to do another one. All right. Perfect segue to this buy, sell, sure, go Reddit. Buy, sell, sure, go Reddit. Go to Reddit. There will be a renovated FedEx Forum and a renovated Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium in the year 2030. And I picked that year specifically because the lease at FedEx Forum runs out in 2029. All right, 2030. So seven years from now. What is the Grizzlies' stated plan? I know it's going to be phased. I think... When would they like well, for they this haven't to stated, begin? They haven't stated anything. All right, behind the scenes. We, you, you can I do a little after this, I think after this season... You'd, They'd like to start. You'd start, and then it'd be like a two-season process. Like, you'd be... You'd have another... So are they going to follow the Indiana phasing plan? I think, I think Indiana did three. I think well, Indiana got lucky in the sense that they did a phase and then COVID hit, and they had like so they had time they had they could get things done quicker because there were no games being held and stuff like that. It's more like if you go look at it, what Atlanta did five years ago, that's kind of the I think the template for the phasing part. I think of they did two. I think they did two big ones. Yeah, I think it was like two. It was like two or three off, like two years and three off seasons were okay, affected. but. It, your understanding is in an ideal world after this season. That's so. When, that's starting when, June of twenty four. I think that would be probably okay. the thought. I th- I'm I've called educated speculation based on some conversation. Right, twenty thirties, but the I don't date. think they. I don't think they. The problem is renovation is such a loose word. If you get a new scoreboard, people start going, "Look at the new renovations." Just consider it will probably again. 
I think you're going to be more specific on this because you like to weasel your way out of I'm these. I'm telling you, three off seasons. So, like, basically, if you started, no, no, I want you to define what renovations means. What do you mean renov? What do you like, mean? Does it? Are we? Like I said. Oh, I mean, like getting people be like a new speaker. No, to new, me, look at our new no, no, to me, it's upgrades. getting something that they would sign a new lease for, which means it's got to be significant. Okay, but what does it mean at the Liberty? What does it mean at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium? Like some version of what they want now, like remaking that one side at the very least. I'll sell it. Sell it? You don't think you, you don't think we'll have both by twenty thirty? No. no. You could tell me that they have they have secured funding and whatever. Like the the it's it's less of That's a, a pretty bleak picture for, especially for the and I assume you're you're if I was to say there will be a renovated FedEx form in twenty thirty, you'm buying. You would buy. Yes. And if I did singular, there will be a renovated Correct. Simmons Bank. Because I think this is how this is gonna go. This is gonna get passed down and the next city council and the next mayor are gonna have to sit there and deal with this question. Are we really gonna be comfortable with losing the Grizzlies? Mm-hmm. And I know what that answer is going to be. That answer is going to be no. So they're going to take care of that first. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with you. I do not think that this has become a situation where the Grizzlies are sitting there going, it's all ours. No, I think, in fact, I know, I think the, I know the Grizzlies have acted. I think everyone involved is, is not trying to screw the other one over. I think, but I think it's like, I don't know. I told you this like anything. This is a this is like arguing over inheritance. Yeah, no, that, it's, it's a tale a, as old as time. It's a good it's a good analogy for it in the sense that I think all these parties deep down want what's best for the like they know that like it's pro, it's best if all of them are you know can get what they want out of this. Um, and it's be, it's like they just don't. I, I don't think the, the University problem of Memphis is, though, is trying is, to. There has been a narrative portrayed that Memphis is somehow. Not going to benefit from this. Yo, they benefit greatly from they'll a make, renovated they'll FedEx make, form. They'll make more money from FedEx And form. here's the reality. Mm-hmm. It's still the cash cow. It would hope to be the cash cow. Mm-hmm. I, But I do see the, like, we are probably never going to get just $350 million in cash from the state like this again. And I do see the thought of, like, if like from Memphis's perspective of, like, we got to get this done with this cash at hand. Yeah, but the problem is this is this is kind of what I've been this is what is aggravating to me. The add-ons are acting like they're piloting the ship right now. Mm. And I understand I agree with you in the sense that Memphis is acting in the best inf- interest of the university. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And, and that's their responsibility. This is the problem that I've had. They have a right to tell their story. Mm-hmm. We don't have to act like it's the story. Mhm. And I, that's what's getting annoying is that people are portraying it as, like, it's their side of the story. Because I do think they're in a rough spot in that they've been criticized in the past for not being proactive enough. And now, again, it's maybe a little later than it should have been, but now that they're being proactive, now people are starting to criticize them for being proactive. Well, the problem, it. though, is, okay, let's not act like that they went out and raised all this money. Mm-hmm. Like, they're being proactive when someone's trying to give them money. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough spot for the mayor. It does feel like though, with everything how it's being inflamed, whether it's whether the resolution is passing it all along to the next mayor or finding a resolution of some kind, finding a new funding stream or coming to terms with both parties with this uh, this amount of money. 
Um, it doesn't. It feels like the longer this drags on, like the worse it is. Buy, sell, shorter, go to Reddit. Ryan Tannehill just wants to move on from Week One. Oh, how'd this come up? Literally, that's that was his quote today. At, you do? No way. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. You know, we have a like, bad show. I have like a horrible disaster. Hey, I'm just ready to move on. You know? Like, <laughs> you were horrific. Like, if you were just barely average, you win that game. Barely average. Are you ready to move on from uh, stadium talk? I don't know. I think I maybe let's get a little more blood pressure up, huh? <laughs> you know? Now, this is, I will say this. This is the like final thing on it. If you're... Do not play victim. If you're on Team Tigers, mm-hmm. do not play victim because you're the one that put this thing in the microwave. And you're the one that's only – say what you want about the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They have not made any of this public. No, they've said nothing one Correct. way or the other. Correct. Which you can you – can, you they've, can, not, they've not made this messy. And I think they've – I think the reason they've done that is they don't – they understand, like, the dynamics at play here, and they don't want – they don't want to – they're not trying to be – the villain here. I think I do think from what I've heard about what's going on behind the scenes, I think they are trying to be within reason good civic partners here. Just like I think the University of Memphis is trying to be a good civic partner here um within reason, just like I, and I think the mayor's office has good intentions with all of this. Like and so it's it's that's why it's so um that's why I just I, I, my message would be like to people like calm down. Let's see how this plays out before we like jump on each other and you know start you know arguing back and forth about what's the what to deserves be, the money more. To be clear, this is largely a online argument. Yes, yes. I don't think people are going around. Well, yeah, I don't think someone's in a Grizzlies jersey on Beale Street yeah, and no, the, I some don't, Tiger Man goes up. What are you trying to take all yeah. our money for? I, I don't think people at Kroger are seeing the guy in the Grizzlies hat with the guy in the Tiger hat. Like, <laughs> hey, you know what? We got to talk. Listen, listen, you're trying to take my you money. You don't need that halo yeah. around the stadium. Exactly. You don't need that halo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you some locker rooms. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about. It's Tennessee, Florida week. It's Tennessee, Florida week. We got a Memphis Navy national TV game. All right. Here's. Let's go Memphis and Tennessee. Let's focus. Okay. Buy, sell, short, or go to red. Let's start with Tennessee. Okay, so they had a you know they're gonna buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Tennessee is gonna look like a national title contender against Florida. Like they're gonna they're gonna this is gonna be just an absolute beatdown where everyone goes, oh Tennessee might be for real. I'm gonna sell this, and it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with what I think of Tennessee and the performance. I think in the end, even if you beat them by three scores. And beat them handedly. Everyone's going to go. Utah beat them with their backup quarterback by three mm-hmm. scores. Like I think, it, I think if Tennessee, if Tennessee blows up, it's kind of a no. They're actually in similar spots. Memphis and Tennessee. They're, but but they're, Tennessee has to go to the swamp. Correct. They're they're tougher games than you'll probably get credited for mm-hmm. because if Tennessee ends up blowing out Florida, the story becomes, oh, Florida sucks. You know what I mean? And yeah. then if Tennessee struggles, the story becomes like. Oh, so that oh, Austin P thing, that yeah. Austin P game wasn't necessarily like also uh, just a blip. Spoiler alert for Friday's Friday's Jeff's bets. Mm-hmm. Tennessee called a players only meeting after the. Austin oh, P game. that's good stuff. That's good. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win. What are they yes. favored by? I think like six. 
So only six? Oh yeah, take them. Yeah, mm. they might not. They might not look like a national oh, championship def- contender. They're gonna beat Florida by there's more than nothing six. Nothing like laying points with Joe Milton. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I still am not. I'm not. I don't see them as a true contender. I don't know. I see them as the Sugar Bowl representative for the SEC. I mean, I don't know. Who, I don't know who is the other contender in the SEC. I think there's one contender. It's Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe maybe they'll show us some. All right. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Memphis has a better shot. Six and a half, by the way. Memphis has a better shot today of making the AAC championship game than it did before the season started. I'm going to buy that. Mm. They are the only remaining 2-0 team in the AAC heading into this opener against Navy. Don't yeah. tell these stories. That's rule, yeah. That yeah. would be a rule number one. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. That's a rule number Listen, one. You better believe yeah. that is in the game Correct. this week. Come on. Mm-hmm. I... I I would 100% make that. I'd make that the lead note. Only remaining unbeaten in the AAC. I would like to know how close Pratt is. Like the fact that. But you only have to finish second to make the championship game. I you don't have to beat Tulane on October 13th to make the championship game. Honestly, the reason why I feel better is I think they've. I, I think they're clearly ahead of UTSA. I think they're in a better spot than I. Like I thought they were fourth coming in. Mm hmm. And now I think that they are at worst third. Well, it really, I thought Tim Murray yesterday really kind of laid it out there. The whole really, four game season laid, now laid it out really well that like if they can go three and one over this next four, like they will literally be in the driver's seat for the New Year's Six game for the Peach. I think it's the Peach Bowl this year. And frankly, if they go two and two, is it not Cotton again? The ESPN projections had him. Remember that the ESPN projections had him going to the Peach Bowl. Well, I, I think part of it last year was Cotton Bowl. Okay, then it's definitely then it's yeah then it's probably Peach Bowl. This year. Yeah, because yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's the Peach Bowl this year, and um, I just think when you look at it, even if you go two and two, you're probably still in. The, you're definitely still in the hunt. For that second spot, for the you know, like to finish second place, because the league is like you sort of mentioned, like it's as wide open as everyone thought it was going to be. Like Tulane with Pratt now, depending, you know, we'll see the feel. Like I'll be curious if this is like a lingering, you know, the way they're, the way they're talking, it feels like the Pratt thing isn't a big deal, even though he missed the game last week. Like it's not something that's gonna yeah, hamper but, him all year. I, I but at know. the same time, who knows? Part of his game is being able to move. And but on top of that, like. I I don't I don't think they're holding him out of that game for precautionary reasons. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like I do. Yeah. Like that was a big game. Yeah. And so the league is wide open, and frankly, it feels like the whole group of five is wide open. There's not really like right. There's not really a gr- great team in the group of five this year. It appears other than maybe Tulane. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, Boise's got this weird reality. They're already zero two. Like you know, like ultimately they're already zero yeah, two. What if they beat you head to head? What yeah. if they beat you head to head and then? No, that's true. But I'm. But all I'm saying is, I don't think you need to go eleven and one to go be the group of five representative. I would in your six game. You know, like Boise's already lost twice. Like you're, you know, like you're not. I don't think the MAC has an undefeated team in them. Well, the MAC's the MAC needs everything. Like. No. You know, Sunbelt Coastal doesn't look as good as the past couple years. 
Um, well, I think everyone else in the Sun Belt's lost. Like, even Troy, I think Troy yeah. was their last undefeated in K-State. Honestly, the team that might – them. They're not eligible for it, but, like, James Madison might have been – State like, champs. It might have been a big threat. State but, of champs. But they're State not eligible. Virginia. They, they can't go because of the – Because of their, they're still Such transitioning to FBS. Such a dumb rule. <laughs> so, yeah, they're out of the mix. Uh, hey, you're moving up. We're going to punish you. You're like, moving up. We gave you're you, so good, yeah. you're going to make it we to gave the Peach you, Bowl. But, nope, can't go. We gave you a couple extra scollies, so uh, you got to sit this one out. So, yeah, I'm buying it, too. That, like, they are... They got and it's, it has nothing really to do with how Memphis is looked. It's mainly how everyone. It's else mainly looked, how yeah. everyone else is looked. Like I don't know yet. This four game stretch is going to tell us how good Memphis is, and really, it's the three game stretch after this. This this game against Navy will only tell us if they're not good. Because if you lose this game at home on Thursday night, it means you're probably not good. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll talk more college football with Cobb next, right here on G9 and Jeffrey, ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the next generation 10G network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb writes about college football and basketball for CBS Sports. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, does the SEC stink? It does. It does stink through two weeks. In fact, it stinks so bad that right now I'm working on a one thing that every SEC team needs to fix story. I've got the SEC Go on. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not done with it yet. I'm still, I mean, I've only gotten through like Vandy and the zoo at this point. But uh, the fact that we're even entertaining such an idea – is a pretty good indicator of where the SEC is at uh, through two weeks. Do you have a theory? A theory as to why the SEC is struggling so bad? I think kind of poor quarterback play comes to mind, specifically with Alabama and with Florida, and the fact that in this era, programs of that caliber with all the resources and NIL backing, that they went out into the portal and the best – that those programs could do was Tyler Buckner and Graham Mertz. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
that's low hanging fruit, but it, but I keep circling back to that because if Drake May or Sam Hartman or uh, shoot, even Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina gets into the league. Oh, and you can go to Auburn with that too, by the way. I mean, Auburn should have lost at Cal. Auburn doesn't have much of a quarterback either with Peyton Thorne. In fact, they're still running Robbie. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, honestly, Robbie Ashford has much to do with the win as Peyton Thorne did. They did. So the lack of, of quality quarterback play, and, and let's not just limit that to transfers too. I've got serious questions over whether Joe Milton – is going to be the first quarterback since Casey Clawson in 03 to actually lead Tennessee to a victory at Florida. So, I mean, there's there's a lot the of ice man. questions around the league. Yeah, the Iceman, that's right. So, I definitely think quarterback play, I think it's probably the biggest reason. The other thing that I've been considering, though, is do you think now that we've gotten into the NIL world, the SEC, which has thrived at having the most amount of talent in the under-the-table world, like I do wonder in the – because to me the thing that was more interesting, when you're watching Alabama and Texas, two things really stood out. Number one, how much better Quinn Ewers was than, than uh, Milrow, which I think is obvious. The other thing that really stood out, could you tell which team had more talent? It seemed like Texas had just as much, if not more, yeah. than Alabama. And, and like, I've been wondering if that's, if that's kind of the other reason. Well, you, you know, you go to the 24-7 sports talent composite, and the SEC, SEC still comprises a hefty chunk of the top 15 or the top 20 there. But I think what you see happening is that the transfer portal era uh, makes it easier for coaches and for programs to go out and get players to address specific needs. Yeah. Like maybe maybe Alabama and Georgia and A&M are still stockpiling large quantities of talented players, uh, but at the end of the day, other programs and other conferences are able to go out and cherry-pick and sell specific players on specific roles that they know they need filled. And whether or not that player was a five-star prospect or not is kind of irrelevant because – if you've got two years of experience at the power conference level under your belt, who cares if you were a three-star prospect? If you're a linebacker with 185 career tackles, that speaks volumes more than anything that you did in high school. So, you know, I think that the transfer portal maybe, I mean, it's kind of a, a rough idea at this point, but maybe it has leveled the playing field a bit. Yeah, because there's also no question that quarterback play, I think, is the biggest part of it because, like, I just think about it answering this question, and, you know, we talked about this during the summer, but now that we've seen two weeks, like, who do you feel is the best quarterback in the league? Yeah, I, honestly, I, I just re-watched A&M in Miami. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. He made two He made two bad mistakes, but other than that, like, I thought he looked pretty good. I, I've, I've been impressed uh, with him. It's the A&M defense that's been letting him down to this point. So I thought Devin Leary would be better at Kentucky. Then he has been through two weeks. Granted, they've not played anyone yet. Maybe they haven't had to show everything offensively. I agree with you. I thought it was going to be better. Right. So, best quarterback in the league to this point, uh, that's tough. I mean, Jaden Daniels could absolutely get there, but nobody's been overwhelming uh, at, to, to this point. Even Georgia's had its share of struggles. So, yeah, I mean, Jackson Dart, I guess. Maybe maybe that's the move. I'm not sure. I I think Jackson's going to have a pretty good year. Like, I don't know if he has that corral second year with Lane, but I think he's going to be noticeably better than he was last year. Their problem, though, is they're sneaky banged up. 
Yeah, and they haven't gotten Quinchon Judkins going yet either. That that's a concern because it's because they don't the, all their tight ends are hurt. And if you look at Lane when he's been at Ole Miss since he's gone to kind of the veer and shoot offense, if they don't have tight ends, they really struggle to run the ball because the play that that Judkins is a, just a that he absolutely feasts on is just kind of that inside like right up the gut run. And so everybody just lines their defensive ends out wide. Like you saw Tulane do it all day, and they just crash. And so he can't ever get going. Yeah, that's a concern because Ole Miss made its money last season in the run game. And quarterbacks generally take a step forward the longer they're in Lane Kiffin's system. He's a really, really excellent quarterback developer. And Jackson Dart's development is going to be under the microscope moving forward this year. I hate for Ole Miss that this is the year they have to go to Georgia because with Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M all putting their flaws on full display, I mean, this would be the year uh, for Ole Miss to finally break through the final season with divisions in the SEC uh, and, and win, you know, win, win the SEC West. But, they, need, they needed last year's schedule with this year's team. 100%. And that Georgia road trip later on this season just looms large as a major, major roadblock to that ambition. Can I guy, Can I interest you in this week's Peacock exclusive? Have you seen this? Uh, Central Michigan and no. Indy? Peacock is getting the Washington at Michigan State game. Number eight, Washington. And then they get – Peacock is where you're going to see the first post-Mel Tucker game. Do we really need – the first game post Mel Tucker scandal to be, to be on the to be on I know. the cock. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a tough scene. How, that's a pretty good get for the pe- for Peacock. Honestly, what now, especially because it's this national story. Mm-hmm. But even before that, like you know, I thought they were the Peacock was just going to get like you know Michigan ECU. Do we and, have Do we have other undefeated games? Um, I, that was going to be my question for you, Cobb. What's the best game this week? Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a crappy slate. Uh, Florida Tennessee is the one that comes to mind. LSU Mississippi State, State yeah, maybe. Yeah, Minnesota, Kansas State North Missouri Carolina. isn't that two undefeateds technically? I think you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know Missouri hasn't looked great, but we got. Yeah, you know. I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, there has to be other two and O's, but I was trying to think of like, is there any? Those have to be the only two Power Five, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, in Missouri, man, they're yeah, they're they're looking gettable for Memphis here coming up. Are they? I've watched them twice. I think they're okay on defense. It's just the problem that Drinkwitz is going to face is his side of the ball, and I know he's not calling plays anymore, <laughs> but he's supposed to be the offensive guy, and they just look inept on offense. Yeah, the fact that, that Brady Cook keeps the job, another example of the SEC quarterback problems here, a guy who was underwhelming a year ago, Drinkwitz, not able to attract somebody. Great young man, though. Wishes his daughter could date him, who's not of age, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, wow, that was a a very weird... That was was kind of on brand, though, right? (laughs) A a cringe Eli Drinkwitz being from rural Arkansas moment. uh, That was not his finest. So Missouri hasn't forced a turnover yet either this year. I mean, I I don't want to speak that into existence before, you know, they play Memphis, and then all of a sudden the the (laughs) dam breaks loose there. But, uh, no, I... They've been underwhelming, just like everybody else in the league. So, you know, Georgia is—I mean, they're going to—they're going to cakewalk into the SEC championship game. But 
if there was any resistance from anywhere else in the league, as as weak as Georgia has looked through two weeks, I would say maybe they were susceptible. But I just don't know who's gonna who's gonna beat them this year. I, I found another two undefeated team game. Uh oh, oh, this is this is this is really gonna get oh, your juices flowing. It's also on an NBC network mm. on NBC. 6.30 p.m., Syracuse at Purdue. Can I get you in? Can Ooh, I get you excited? That's B5, B5, yeah. Can I get you excited for some 2-0 Syracuse at 2-0 Purdue? That's What's the Alliance special right well, there. No, that's the uh, no, defense optional, right? That's that's what NBC paid all that money to the Big Ten for, was to play was so that they could get on primetime. Hey, New York's college team. Syracuse at, no, at, uh, at Purdue. It's no, no, Purdue cringy. lost to Purdue. Oh, oh, no, that's not the – okay, that's the prime – you're saying the other game was the – because Purdue lost to Fresno. Oh, did they? Yeah, Purdue lost to Fresno. Oh, then it's not, then it's not yeah. an undefeated game. Oh, well, takes all the luster yeah. off of it. Well, look, last Saturday night we had uh, Maryland and Charlotte. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, we also had the debut of the ACC on the CW. <laughs> and freaking Pitt lays an egg. <laughs> Scott Satterfield lives. What do we get yeah, a see? What's the CW game this week? What do we think? Cobb, do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking it up now. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's a doozy. Is it a biggie? It's a doozy. VMI at NC State. There we go. Wow. <laughs> VMI at NC State. By the way, speaking of bad offenses, that was one of the. I didn't know what to make of it because I think Notre Dame's pretty good. And I, I weirdly found myself pretty impressive in the fashion that they beat North Carolina State. But at the same time, like I am considering, like, is it just possible NC State just kind of stinks? That's that's possible, but it's never really been the case under Dave yeah. Doran. So I don't think there's any real reason to believe that. I think Notre Dame is better. I mean, without a doubt, Sam Hartman has been such an upgrade at quarterback for them that I mean, I, I think it levels them up to to you know national, you know, maybe college football playoff fringe contention which I wasn't really sure Notre Dame was going to be that this year. But it gets them kind of back to that, that Brian Kelly sort of feeling where you, you feel like they're going to yeah. go into a game and, and win. Whereas, like, last year, you know, they, they lost to Marshall. They struggled against some teams they really should have had no problem with. And now I don't, I don't get that sense at all about Notre Dame this year after what they did uh, to Navy. And then, I mean, no, NC State's been so solid, so good under Dave Doran that uh, that, to me, is going to be a quality win, even if this isn't NC State's best team. And it was just so businesslike. You know, you had the you had all the storms and delays on the East Coast. Like, you know, that game gets delayed for several hours. And, you know, they make a key mistake. And you're like, oh, this game might get interesting. And then they just kind of, like, they just kind of stiff-armed them, put them away. And I don't know, I've just found myself, like, I've, I'm really looking forward to that game against Ohio State next week because I think they got a chance. Ohio State's been very underwhelming. I know you love to hear that, Mark. And it's true. I mean, nothing that we've seen from the Big Ten East so far has disrupted the notion that Michigan is the best team in the division. Penn State's been really good, but the West Virginia game, I mean, that's kind of a crapshoot because West Virginia stinks. Ohio State's been totally underwhelming. And I know Michigan hasn't really gotten Donovan Edwards loose yet, but J.J. McCarthy has looked awesome. Uh, albeit against two underwhelming teams. But, uh, yeah, I, I, as far as Ohio State goes, they could absolutely be at risk uh, against Notre Dame. All right, I asked Mark this before the show. I'm going to ask you, what's the Harbaugh content going to be this week? Where is he going to watch the game? Are we going to get more uh, work in the chain gang at a peewee game? Well, guys, guys this, is, this is Lefty's return to 
Ann Arbor. Scott Leffler. Does he got to be? Does he have to be there to shake his hand? What, 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 what's the Harbaugh content suspension content going to be? Yeah, that's well, a good question. I, he's got to he's got to get some redemption for uh, the fact that he forgot to bring the the juice boxes and the uh, mm. to the youth football game last week. I don't know if you saw that, but it was kind of a. I can't uh, believe. Could you believe that there were cameras there? Uh, well, anywhere Jim Harbaugh is, I'm, I'm not surprised to see a, a photo being taken. Listen, he's just being a dad, guys. Mm. All right? He's just being a dad. I told Mark, my favorite part about this is Michigan is acting like, Michigan's acting like that this is like some witch hunt. They self-imposed the suspension. Yeah, and he's back by the time Big Ten play begins. So what's the real problem here? I mean, and, and in that first Big Ten game, oh, by the way, is Rutgers. So I love the fact that like the NCAA negotiated suspension was going to have him suspended for that first Big Ten game. And then when Michigan took matters into their own hands with the self-imposed, and we're like, no, 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 we can't have him miss that. No, no, come on. Well, here's the the other big story, obviously, the biggest story in college football we haven't even talked about is Dion. Did you see these ratings that came out yesterday? Well, not only that. It outrated – he outrated Alabama-Texas. I thought Texas – I think if you did the multicast – Okay. If you got if you got some of the McAfee, nonetheless, the fact that it's even close. Well, also, uh, they were probably hurt by Comcast. The Comcast didn't have Fox. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's just here. No, that's, I think that's I think Comcast is having a dispute with, with Fo- all of Fox. Well, it's not just other Fox affiliates. Other yeah. Fox affiliates. Gotcha. And then you've got the news this week from Kuyper. Mel Kuyper now has Shador Sanders as like a surefire first round draft pick next year. I don't know if his arm strength is. is yeah, quite that's there, the but... only question I have. Like in terms, he's of, got him as the number three quarterback. I now. know this. I, I I don't know about him as like a first round surefire guy. I just know that when you watch him play, you can win a lot of freaking college games with a guy like that. Yeah, and and it turns out the the guys they got out of the portal at receiver are really good. Like like Travis Hunter gets the pub because he plays yeah. both ways and, he, and he's awesome. But man, they got some studs uh, at the other receiver positions as well. I mean, and Dylan Edwards Jimmy is a Warren, stud. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Dion, Dion hit here. I mean, if, the, the, if the, they the, keep winning that game against. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.